0: Chapter 19 of Ideala. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ideala by Sarah Grand. Chapter 19 He let her go, somewhat bewildered, and not understanding herself or him, nor caring to understand only happy, dangerously happy. The train bore her through an enchanted region of brightness in summer, and although the power of thought was for the moment suspended, she was conscious of this, and her own delight was like the unreasoning pleasure of earth when the sun is upon it. There was no carriage to meet her at the station, and she set off to walk home it was the first time she had been alone on foot in the squalid disorderly streets of that dingy place and her way which she was not quite sure of took her through some of the worst of them they were filled with loud laughing uncleanly women and skulking hangdog looking men and the grime clogged atmosphere was heavy with foul odours but she noticed nothing of this The golden glow the sun made in his efforts to shine through the clouds of smoke might have been a visible expression of her own ecstatic feeling, and she would have thought so at any other time, but now she never saw it. In a somewhat open and more lonely part of the road she met a tramp, a great, rude, hulking common fellow, with fine blue eyes. He stopped in the middle of the road and stared at Ideala as she came up to him, walking, as usual, with a slight undulating movement that made you think of a yacht in a breeze, her face upraised and her lips parted. He took off his cap as she approached. The gesture attracted her attention, and, thinking he wanted to beg or ask some question, she stopped and looked at him inquiringly well you are a nice lady he exclaimed he hadn't the gift of language but she saw the soul of a man in his eyes and she understood him thank you she answered and passed on unsurprised in the next street a breathless creature came running after her a tawdry painted disheveled girl She stopped Iriala and stood panting with hot, dry lips and eyes full of animal suffering. Her clothes exhaled the smell of some vile scent that was overpowering. Involuntarily, Iriala shrank from her, and all the joy left her face. "'I've run,' the girl gasped, "'such a way. They said you'd gone this road. I waited about all day to catch you. Come, for God's sake!' but where there's a girl dying and she clutched ideala's arm trying to drag her along with her or she would die and have done with it but she can't till she's seen you she've something on her mind something to tell you come my lady come for the love of the lord and the blessed virgin no harm will happen to you Idiala made a gesture show me the way she said but you don't seem able to walk There's an empty cab coming. Get in and tell the man where to drive to. They stopped at a row of many-storied houses in a low by-street. A stout elderly woman with an evil countenance met them at the door. She began some speech in a cringing tone to Idiola, but the tawdry girl pushed her aside rudely. Hold your jaw and get out of the way, she said. I'll show the lady up. The woman muttered something, which Idiola fortunately did not hear, and let them pass. They went upstairs to the very top of the house, and entered a low room, furnished with a broken chair and a small bed only. On the bed lay a girl, who, in spite of disease and approaching death, looked not more than twenty, and was probably two years younger. She turned her haggard face to the door as it opened and a gleam of satisfaction caused her eyes to dilate when she saw Iriala. They were large, dark eyes, but her face was so distorted with suffering and discolored by disease, it was impossible to imagine what it once had been. Here she is, Polly, said the tawdry one triumphantly. I said I'd bring her, now didn't I? Iriala knelt down by the bed. "'My, but you're a gay man,' said the tawdry one, admiringly. "'You ain't afraid of catching nothing. "'Now, I'd have asked what was up before I'd have done that, "'and I wouldn't touch her with the tongs, "'nor stay in the room with her, was it ever so. "'You just holler when you want me back, and I'll come back.' "'And so saying, she left them. "'You are not afraid to touch me? "'You don't mind?' said the dying girl when Ideala had taken off her gloves and knelt, holding her hands. Afraid? Mind? Ideala whispered, her eyes full of pity. I only wish you would let me do something for you. At that moment, they were startled by an uproar downstairs. A man and woman were quarreling at the top of their voices. At first, only their tones were audible. But these grew more distinct, and in a few seconds Ideala could hear what was said, and it was evident that the combatants were approaching. I tell you, the lady's all right! The woman Ideala had seen downstairs was heard to shriek, with sundry, vile epithets. Polly's dying, and she's come to visit her. Seen's believin', the man rejoined doggedly. Just show me the lady and shut up, you foul-mouthed devil, you! The door was flung open, and there stood the fat harridan, and towering over her was a great red-haired policeman, who seemed both relieved and abashed when he saw Idiala. What is the meaning of this, she said, rising and drawing herself up indignantly? Don't you see how ill this girl is? Such an uproar at such a time is indecent. The woman shrank from her gaze and slunk away. "'The policeman wiped his hot face with a red handkerchief. "'I saw the girl fetch you here, ma'am,' he said apologetically, "'and I thought it was a trap. "'It ain't safe for a woman, let alone a lady, "'to come to know such a place. "'I'll just wait and see you safe out of it.' "'He shut the door, and Idiola heard him walking up and down "'on the landing outside. "'The dying girl seemed scarcely conscious of what was passing.' "'Iriala looked round for something to revive her. "'There was not even a cup of water in the room. "'She knelt once more beside the bed "'and raised her in her arms "'and let her head rest on her shoulder. "'All the mother in her was throbbing with tenderness "'for this poor outcast. "'The girl drew a long, deep sigh. "'Could you take anything?' Iriala asked. "'Oh, lady.' Not now. The thirst was awful a while ago, and I cried and cried, although I knew no one would listen to me, or if come if they heard. They'd rather we'd die when we get ill. It's a bad thing for the house. She could only speak in gasps. And what have you had? Idiola asked. The scarlet fever, ma'am. "'There's an awful bad kind about, and I caught it. "'They all die that gets it.' "'Iriala drew her closer "'and laid her own cool cheek on her damp forehead. "'Tell me why you wish to see me,' she said. "'You're so good,' the girl answered. "'I thought you'd better know "'and get away from that low brute.' Idiala understood, and would fain have stopped the story, but it seemed a relief to the girl to speak, and so she listened. It was the old story, the old story aggravated by every incident that could make it more repulsive, and her husband was the hero of it. Shall I go to hell? The girl asked, shrinking closer. For these Christ died, Idiola murmured. The words flashed through her mind, and the meaning of them was new to her. Her heart was wrung for the desolate girl, dying alone in sin and sorrow, without a creature to care for her, dying alone in the arms of a strange woman, with the policemen outside guarding her. Idiola cried in her heart, With an exceeding bitter cry. God do so to him, and more also. Pray for me, lady. But Iriella could not pray with a curse on her lips. And besides, the power to pray had been taken from her for many a weary day before that. She thought of the policeman, and called him in, See, she is dying, she said, looking up at him helplessly, and she has asked me to pray, and I can't. Will you? And, quite simply and reverently, as if it had been part of his ordinary duty, he took off his helmet and knelt down, a great, rough-looking man in a hideous dress, and prayed, Dear Lord, forgive her. They were the last words she heard. End of chapter 19